Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is September the 2nd, and it's the 173rd day of the virus, and it happens to be the 173rd day of this podcast, which is Be With Me, Seven Minutes of Biblical Wonder, and we are definitely going to hit that today. This is a chronological walk through the New Testament, mostly through the events of Jesus. Uh, We have been bouncing, quote-unquote, Uh, through various books of the New Testament, uh, various Gospels, but we're not bouncing with regards to Jesus's life. We're making a slow progress of one event, and then what the scholars think is the next event, and then what the scholars think is the next event. And uh, today we are going to briefly be in Matthew chapter 18, because this is the next things that happened. This is from Matthew 18, verse 24. When they came to Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma tax went up to Peter and says, does your teacher not pay the tax? The tax. And it's referred to as the tax because everybody knows what it is, the tax. And the reason they know what it is, is because it's been around for 1,300 years. Many times our uh, legislatures will make a tax that has a sunset date. And uh, that's typically around 10 years or maybe uh, 20 years or so. This tax has been around for 1,300 years. And here's just a principle uh, in general, is the Old Testament informs and enriches the New Testament and gives helps us give interpretation to the New Testament. So if we want to understand this tax, we got to go back the 1300 years, back to when this tax uh, started. So let's do that. That's in Exodus chapter 30 and verse 11, and it goes all the way back to Moses. So this is about uh, just after 1313 BC. That was theoretically the year of the Passover. Uh, so just let me read this. This is open your eyes and yours. The Lord said to Moses, when you take a census of the people of Israel, then each shall give a ransom for his life to the Lord. When you number them, that there be no plague among you when you number them. Each one who is numbered in the census shall give this, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is 20 geras, half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Everyone who is numbered in the census from 20 years old and upward shall give the Lord's offering. This is interesting here. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel when you give the Lord's offering to make atonement for your lives. Then, verse 16, you shall take the atonement money from the people of Israel and shall give it for service of the tent of meeting, that it may bring the people of Israel to remembrance before the Lord, so as to make an atonement for your lives. So that's when the tax started. So when they refer to it as just generically the tax, everybody knows what it is. Why? Because it was around last year and the year before and the year before, 1,300, 1,350 years, something like that. So why is this tax giving? Well, it's given as a ransom for their lives. And it's an atonement. It's a covering over tax. Covering over what? 
I suppose, the wrath of the Lord, because he says, if you don't give it, there may be a plague. We may release the the kraken, so to speak, and the wrath of the Lord uh, because of our sinfulness. So in a sense, it's a temporary tax to pacify the Lord, to cover over our sin. So it's a classic example of the Lord providing a way in the Old Testament, temporary that, that it may be, to answer the question, what will you do about your sin? And that's, you know, one of the things, big theme of the Old Testament and a huge theme of the New Testament, particularly as Jesus starts to march closer and closer towards the crucifixion. Now, this is interesting. Verse 15 says that this is not a proportional uh, tax. It's not proportional to your income. The rich don't give more. The poor don't give less. Why is that? Because it's proportional to your sinfulness. That's why. Everybody stands as a sinner before uh, the Lord, rich and poor, and that, that's what this particular tax is for. There's other taxes that are proportional to income and proportional to blessing, but this one is proportional to your sinfulness, sinfulness and probably also proportional to the benefit that you're getting, which is you're not getting the wrath of God for a year. So this is a ransom for your life uh, uh, tax, and how much is that worth? Well, the, tr- the truth is, it's infinite, and no amount of money would, would suffice to pay this tax. So it's a representative tax that you could literally never t- never pay. So how much would you pay to have a remembrance before the Lord? Well, I pay everything. It's worth, it's worth infinity. Well, you can't do that, so let's make an amount, and here's the amount. So it's a temporary thing. How long does it last? Well, just a year. you got to come back next year. Um, so you're getting 365 days of whatever insurance coverage uh, before the Lord. And really, I think this just emphasizes, holy cow, we need a savior. This is ridiculous. We have to do this covering and uh, uh, atoning and ransoming our, our life year after year after year. And it's really saying before the Lord, uh, oh, this guy's okay. He's, he's okay for a year. But wait until next year. So the fact that they call this a temple tax, I think, is a little bit of a misnomer. I think the deal is it's an atonement tax. It's a sinful. It's a sin tax. It's a, a standing before God uh, ransom, and then they collect the money. It's like, hey, we got to do something with this money. I got an idea. Let's use it. Well, the Lord's. It's the Lord's idea. Let's use it for uh, the tent of meeting. So primarily. It's uh, it's a sinners before God tax. Secondarily, it's a let's support the tabernacle, and then later on, as they they come out of the tent and build uh, the big church, the big temple, then it becomes a temple tax. So, yes, it does support the temple, but I think only secondary. The primary purpose is the sinners before God. This it's a plague defending tax. So I think this emphasizes just profoundly our need for a savior like this is ridiculous you mean to tell me we have to do this year after year and jesus says i can do this once for all once for all time and for that we have to go through the crucifixion and we have to go the the infinite purchase power of his blood but in the meantime i think this just raises our antenna saying oh my goodness, what, is it, what does it cost for a ransom for a life? What does it cost to stand before the Lord uh, for a year? 
It's infinite. And I think that this Old Testament understanding, when we come back tomorrow, please come back tomorrow, it will inform uh, the passage from the New Testament. So hopefully you have a remembrance before the Lord and atonement before the Lord until then. Love you all.